0: uh hi everyone this is uh, amitab uh welcome to man walks into a rabbit hole uh i'm on the road uh, which is uh, a little unusual uh given the last two years uh, but is not usual given uh, is not unusual given other circumstances which means most of us should be traveling a bit or on the road a bit uh, that's part of life uh so i'm on the road uh i've been spending the last uh, few days with my dad uh and in some sense with my brother and uh uh i don't know whether this is really a rabbit hole but uh, maybe it is right it is actually a rabbit hole but i'm not so sure how to put it in the right uh Uh, structure but let's talk about it right Uh, this might be a very short episode uh, but uh, but there is something to uh, discuss and think here right Uh, so I've been with my dad for the last few days uh, lots of reasons but yeah but with my dad and uh, he's old Uh, he's in fact in his uh, mid 80s at this point uh, so he is old, uh, uh, he's still, uh, very, uh, very, uh, independent and virtually lives like a normal adult, uh, does have his own insecurities and anxieties, which I believe are a function of old age rather than anything else, because I've seen him grow from a fairly confident, uh, uh person in control to a person who probably feels out of control in circumstances so i've seen him grow i've seen him his journey uh and in the last few days i've had a few occasions to uh to look at him consider him uh introspect on what it means to be what it means uh yeah, that's literally what I meant, what it means to be what it means. Uh, so the first thing which, uh, uh, first first instance where something strange happened was, uh, I was seeing my uh, uh, dad walk at me from a bit far. So uh, the circumstance was this, I was, uh, we were together someplace and because he walks a little slowly I told him to stay put and uh, wanted to grab coffee for both of us so I walked to the coffee shop picked up two coffees and was about to start walking towards him when he told me to wait and uh, he started walking towards me this is from about probably 50 meters away something like that so I was watching him intently as he uh, was uh, uh navigating the streets and walking towards me and uh, i was actually watching him i was watching his face and one of the things that uh struck me uh and these are those strange moments right when the obvious hits you on your in your face and that's probably part of the rabbit hole so what what struck me as a little unusual, a little odd was the fact that uh, uh, as I noticed his face and from a distance, from a neutral distance, I could see uh, myself in it, right? And I know this sounds a little metaphysical, a little emotional, but it is neither. I actually could see the mannerisms, I could see the uh, way he... Things, the way his eyes roll, the way he walks. Uh, And that was a very uh, strange moment because it was almost like me watching myself when I might be at 80 if I do survive till then. And uh, it's almost like a bit like time travel, right? So you time travel and meet your own 80-year-old self. And uh, what what struck me at that point was that... uh, if I do grow up to be 80, which means if I do live long enough and grow up to be 80, I'm not going to be very different from my dad. I mean, uh, from my dad of what I saw him a few days ago, he I'm going to look like him. I'm going to probably walk like him a bit slowly. I'm going to be slightly anxious. I'm going to be insecure. I'm going to be a little less confident than I am probably today. And, uh, my mannerisms are going to be like him, right? So I definitely could see that one thing. Uh, we both then grabbed our coffee as in he walked towards me. We then uh, grabbed our coffee and uh, we, we spoke a bit. Not much, but we spoke a bit and he was... He was aghast at the price of the coffee. He said, why do you buy this coffee? It's very expensive. It was not very expensive, but I can see where he's coming from, right? Uh, he, he, he didn't probably want to. Uh, he wouldn't have bought that coffee at that price. And I was telling him, look, it's okay. Let's savor the experience. Uh, how many times do we stand outside or somewhere outside and grab coffee together? And we spoke a bit and he commented a bit and usual father-son kind of chat uh, and I, I, as that chat was happening I did realize that uh, and this might sound a little weird but it is not weird which means uh, let me explain what what I was first thinking and then let me explain why it is weird and not weird Uh so I was looking at my dad uh, in the conversation and I realized that uh, he's a very simple person which means there's not many layers to him as a person but there is also not many layers to him in his erudition which means his education so it's not like he he knows beyond in fact he probably doesn't even know basic physics he doesn't know basic history uh he 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 knows english well so he knows obviously english and math reasonably well but he's never never really moved into science philosophy uh, i mean he has a philosophy and he thinks a lot he's a very introspective person but his philosophy is pretty much developed on his own and from his roots of let's say the 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 Vedic and the Arya Masters, which is more like the Ram Krishna Parmahansa and the Vivekananda school of thought, which is the Anubhavcent and the, uh, uh, the the theosophical society. I mean that's really where the roots are broadly, right? Uh, and and. Nothing wrong with it, right? No judgments there or no issues there. But I was saying that uh, he's not what I would think as uh, like he's not somebody who I would think understands uh, anything beyond very basic finance or very basic physics or very basic chemistry. Uh, And uh, he's not somebody who's read great fiction. He's not somebody uh, who's probably uh, even aspires to read Great Friction. Uh, his taste in movies is very, very simple. I mean, to a point where anything which gets slightly... And he's always been like this. So some of these are always like this. This is not a function of age. right? His tastes in movies are very simple. He has a reasonable understanding of music. So he has some complexity there. What is the point I'm making? The point I'm making is... Uh, He's a simple person. And uh, if physics, chemistry, music, deep love of fiction, and I'm contrasting all of this with myself, right? So I have a deep interest in science, a deep interest in music, a deep interest in arts. And I go out of my way to understand, uh, assimilate, experience these, these things in my life. And the way I rationalize assimilating all of this for myself is I tell myself that all of this is a journey of connecting dots and as you keep progressing uh, and learning more, you begin to make a more sensible uh, view of the world around you. This is really my, my the way I am thinking about it, uh, about erudition, about learning. So. So my, my my desire, my interest in knowledge is usually about understanding life and its meaning rather than competing. So for example, my deep interest in music, I don't sing, I don't uh, play an instrument. So I can't really compete with that knowledge. But my 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 view and my hope is that because I understand, let's say, I or I think I understand the deep nuances of uh, Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan, I would uh, hopefully begin to see a sliver of uh, uh, his view of the world and hence make more sense of the world and meaning from the world. So this is the way I am interpreting uh, a quest right and this is also for example how a Kumar gandar or a, a Bhimsen Joshi would probably uh, these are all pandits and ustads. By the way, and I am calling them from the, with their first name, which is very disrespectful. They are all uh, uh, they're quite literally masters uh, for me. I mean, these are not imposed masters, but I believe from my heart they're masters. So that's uh, so so a pandit Kumar Gandhar or a pandit Bhimsen Joshi would typically say that. Music is a way of understanding the Brahmanda, right? Coming back to my dad. So my dad is not a person who's experienced any of this. And my dad is not a person who's even trying to experience any of this. And uh, what's weird and what's not weird? The <laughs> Look, I'm not judging him. He's my dad. Uh, he's given me some of the best values in my life. Uh, he's given me my life which is probably way way more important than the values put together and uh, he's also been just a giving person and for that I will hold him in gratitude till my last breath because I really believe that the world moves ahead because of people like him right they They give without needing. They give without asking. Okay, so how does this contrast with my dad? The point is, what struck me in that coffee chat was, if my dad was to, let's say, die tomorrow, right? Just making it up. I don't wish bad for him and I'll never wish bad for him. But if he were to, like, pass away tomorrow, I don't think his lack of chemistry or physics or poetry or fiction or uh, I don't know I, I mean I don't think and I don't know uh, whether this would make his life a uh, life lesser lived than mine right and uh, that's really <laughs> the the rabbit hole for me right I mean Look, he's a g- great human being, and I wish I was half as he was. Which means, in terms of his goodness, his simplicity, his his overall non-violence. Which means he wouldn't he wouldn't hurt another person if he had the uh, ability not to hurt. Which means if he knew he won't hurt somebody with cognition. He would hurt somebody incognito. That's a different problem. Which means he doesn't know something is happening, but he wouldn't. So if I was half as good as him, I would probably consider it a, a moral victory or a uh, or a victory for myself. And now contrast it with the point that he is in his mid-80s. He probably has another 10-15 years at best. And yet, uh, I don't think his life is in fact any lesser lived than mine or even Elon Musk at an extreme example or or Richard Feynman at another example and I don't think so I think uh, or rather I don't know I don't know and I don't think so I mean it's a very complicated statement to make but I don't know and and that was the rabbit hole right that struck me very hard at that point saying what would it matter and, and then I contrasted it to myself, right? Like, let's say I, we were both in a public space and I was saying, let's say, and we were under a shelter, which means we were under a concrete kind of shelter. And I said, for whatever reason, the shelter falls. And because it's going to be like half a ton of uh, concrete falling on my head, I'm probably gone in the next three seconds. Is that going to make any difference to anybody that I knew a little more about poetry. I knew a little more about music. I know a little bit about science. I mean, how do you contrast this at the moment of your ending, right? And how do you justify all of this adding value and meaning and purpose into your life? I know these are existential questions, right? I mean, it's very easy to brush them away saying oh, you you should just read uh, existential, uh, uh, like you should read Albert Camus or whoever you want to read in this space, right? I mean, that's really what somebody is going to tell me. But I'm saying this is not so simple, right? I wish uh, reading Camus and his three books or five books would make this easier for me, uh, or reading Prost would make it simpler for me. I, I don't think so, right? Uh, my sense is... The existential questions are every day, right? Like if you are willing to allow them to enter your foreground, they're every day and they're around all the time. What do you make of it is not... Uh, is is actually up to you, right? What, what do you make out of it, of these existential questions, is up to you. And for me... Uh, I'm aware. I'm aware of these questions. I'm aware of these conflicts. I'm aware of this probably a large part of my waking day. And while they kind of interfere in my thinking process, they're not necessarily uh, depressants, neither are they oppressants, which means they neither oppress nor depress me. They are actually very calming questions, right? Because when you look at your dad in a in the light of these questions, or when you look at your uh, life in the light of these questions, you see a very uh, you see a very different way of perceiving the world around you, uh, and that's the rabbit hole. Uh, I just wanted to talk about. Uh, uh we shall revisit this in fact existential questions probably will keep revisiting for the next 100 years if i live which is not gonna happen but yeah the existential questions i don't have an easy answer i would love to have a conversation with somebody on these questions i don't have a great answer in fact all i have is more and more and more questions and that's why i'm the man who always walks into the rabbit hole i know it sounds poetic i know it sounds cheeky but it is true i really feel like a man who's constantly lost in the rabbit hole because i said this in some other point as well the rabbit hole in this example or in this story is the more you are in the rabbit hole and the more you explore you see uh the land expanding in front of you or the map expanding in front of you so the more you explore, the less you know. And the more you know, the less you know. So so that cycle keeps on continuing in these rabbit holes. Uh, there's also one last thing I would say is I often hear from friends and sometimes even from very close friends that look, what do you achieve by thinking about these rabbit holes? What do you achieve by talking about these rabbit holes? These rabbit holes are not... Uh, first of all uh, to be denied right my view is I don't think we should deny any of these broad rabbit holes I mean some you should I mean especially if they bother you or they or in my language they either oppress or depress you then you should absolutely deny some of these rabbit holes but not accepting a large part of your life to be a series of rabbit holes is uh, in my view strangely absurd right because it's strangely delusional to say you probably know everything about the world around you Uh, in most cases most of us probably don't know ourselves reasonably well and that's my honest view that's not a judgment i can say this for myself i don't know the real me i don't think i allow the real me to be around for too long in my foreground and uh a lot of what the me is outside uh is more a caricature of myself rather than the real me which is the inward looking me uh that's the rabbit hole uh Wish you all a lot of happiness, a lot of joy, and uh, thank you. It's a wrap.